How's it going everyone? A very warm welcome to episode 6 of Artistic Play Network, the show where we wax lyrical about the stories, worlds, art and audio of video games. My name is Benjamin Abbott from Metro Blogs and sharing the hot seat with me today is Ready Up staff writer Sean Greenhalf. Hello. <laughs> you sound very ill. <laughs> Host of Future Radio's Weekend What's On is also here, it's Ben Fox. Good evening, thank you for having me. Oh, it's uh, very nice to have you on. And returning to the show once again is the bearded wonder himself, Sam Chapter. Hello. And finally, we have my uh, my GTA Online homeboy and good friend, Chris Jacobs. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. So uh, we're kind of on the precipice of some really huge changes coming over the next year. We've got new franchises making their debut. We're properly getting to grips with the next gen, and you know we'll get all to we'll get to that stuff later. But first, I thought we would uh, give 2013 a bit of a send off because there were some fantastic games released over the last you know 12 months. So, Sean, firstly, do any PS4 titles make your list of the best of 2013? <laughs> no no <laughs> i was almost hoping you would say that so why is that have you just sort of building on what we were talking about last episode where we were covering sort of ps4 xbox one would you say that it was fairly underwhelming then in retrospect um i nothing against killzone i i, I like it i like killzone yeah but the, the best things i'm playing on the ps4 are things that i already had like last gen like assassin's creed oh, okay or need for speed rivals the, the, yeah the best things at the minute, the things you you don't need to go next gen for. Well, apart from Battlefield, which just doesn't work. Do you not? Do you not then? Do you feel like you could get the same out of the PS3 version of Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I mean it looks better, and the touchpad really? nice for using. Oh, well, right, yeah, not, like, not the Correct. not the PS3 version. <laughs> I was gonna say what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, like the PS4 version, it looks better, and but the the, the PS3 version doesn't look bad. Mm. Yeah. It's like the draw distance and are a bit nicer. The storms are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, the weather effects looked really quite special on the PS4. Yeah. I mean, uh, during the storms, I've just been hammering the screenshot button just because it looks nice. Yeah. yeah. But generally, it... it's serviceable on PS3, is it? Yeah, it works perfectly fine on PS3. It's, is it less they, glitchy they... than on the PS3? I think so. It's like I've I've had more times it crashing on the PS4 than the PS3. <laughs> really? Oh. That's and I haven't had the I haven't had the ocean disappear on PS3 yet. <laughs> That's or ships problem. falling into the air. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Seeing as this is set on the ocean, that that might be a bit of an issue. So, I've made kind of a short list about all this kind of stuff that we can argue. I mean, uh, debate over. So, first, <laughs> which do you think? So, which game out of 2013 do you think had the best world? Obviously, jumping off of Assassin's Creed and its awesome kind of ocean. So, Chris, what would earn a nod from you? What for best? Best world. So you could, I mean, that could be, for instance, say, Bioshock's Columbia. That could be oh, Los Santos, whatever <laughs> you want, really. So, I mean, just what really struck you was a fantastic sort of place to be last year. Well, it would have been at the beginning of the year, I would have told you it would have been Columbia. Yeah. Um, for Bioshock. Um, m- m- purely just for the the beginning when you're introduced to Columbia and you just yeah. get to walk around before you're actually shooting everyone. Yeah. By the time you're doing that, I I just found that the combat was so fast paced and there was so much going on that I didn't really take in a lot of the stuff at the end. Yeah, it's it it kind of it did sort of distract a little bit because a lot of uh, so many times I mean from say places like IGN Edge whatever they all say the same thing that they would have quite liked just to be able to walk through and experience the world rather than be completely destroying it um, 
so ben do you have anything that you you really sort of enjoyed exploring or having a look at because i know you said you really enjoyed uh, devil may cry because i know yeah. that had a very distinct world yeah i think um for devil may cry i think the key there is the artistic direction i don't know yeah. whether you want to go on to that separately yeah well, i think there's a distinction in that i that was kind of a visual assault which i really liked i guess it wasn't necessarily the world design in and of itself mm-hmm. but um because yeah. uh I think actually for me it's like a recent entry. I was speaking yeah. to you briefly about it recently. It's Tearaway on Vita. Yeah. Um, mm. It's because I mean it's unlike anything I guess I played this year, and mm. the whole thing, uh, the, you know, the conceit is that everything's made of paper and various materials, but at the same time all the places feel really unique and in a weird way lived in by all the crazy made out yeah. of paper inhabitants. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I've played a, a lot of stuff. But I actually felt more immersed in that world than than a lot of the things. But I also I second the Columbia thing. I, I kind of really enjoyed Infinite, and for that reason. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sam, you're just getting into Tearaway, aren't you? Uh, I've I, I've finished it this weekend. Oh wow! So was, yeah, I loved it. it. Yeah. Brilliant. Really, really good. Um, like you were saying, Ben, the the world is just fantastic. It is yeah. that that wonderful word immersive that's thrown around yeah. left, right, and center at the moment. But yeah, it's yeah. it's great. It's um, it's quite funny and i yeah. sort of I, I was surprised considering it's by media molecule and i didn't didn't really engage with little big planet all that much but yeah no well no i mean the exact same way yeah, i really could give and take all of the little big planet games but really really impressed by Terraway so far yeah it's um it's got a really interesting kind of i suppose cultural background in the way that apparently they're based a lot of the characters on the mummers plays from I think it's like some historical thing where they had people dressing up in these really bizarre masks um, right. and sort of like parading around the countryside giving people plays and songs um, and so I think it's, it's got like a really interesting it's very unique it's not yeah. it, I, I don't know from the little I saw of it it felt very yeah I suppose the best word would be original and unique uh Sean I mean did you did you have a go at tarot or, or was there something else that you wanted to kind of give a nod to uh, what we on at the minute? So most engaging world. world, yeah. World. Oh well, I'm gonna go with Assassin's Creed because that's pirates. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pirates, <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly. It's like I have a pirate ship. Mm. I have done nothing but go around, sail around, look at the stars, and shoot people. <laughs> have you still I, done uh, none of the story? <laughs> no, I, I got up to where I was in the PS3 version and then stopped again. And then, sure. just, yeah. So, what is it about that open world that's so kind of engaging to you? I honestly don't know. It's just so mm. much fun. It's I'm just sailing around. Then all of a sudden you'll come across an island, so you'll jump off, swim over. You're yeah. exploring an island. There's trees, there's monkeys. There's, there was one point I stabbed a turtle just because I could. <laughs> just is it the comprehensiveness? Is that what makes it? Is that what makes it good? It feels like a real comprehensive kind of world. Is that? It, it's we. Uh, I keep coming back to this, but it, it's the Wind Waker thing where it's. Mm. There's just that exploration. There's no loading apart from when you go into the big cities, which you don't because sure. you don't get a pirate ship in there. <laughs> so you're just sailing around in the open ocean looking at islands and shooting people and looking at more islands that and swimming good. underneath things. It's yeah, because you've got that um, almost like a submersible which you can go down and then you sort of swim around and you have to avoid sharks and that sounded really interesting. I've still got it sealed. I've still got to give it a go. Uh <laughs> So, 
problem you've got <laughs> buying games and just not playing them. But Might as well buy them when they're at the most expensive, you know. Well, to be yeah, fair, yeah, I traded sure. in lots of stuff, and so I didn't actually pay anything for it. So it was just because I had the opportunity to. So, uh, Chris, you said sort of earlier that you at first you would have said Columbia. Mm. What would have been your choice kind of later on? I mean, would have been would it have been Tearaway? Because um, sounds like you've been having a good time with it. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I agree totally with yeah. all paper world for Tearaway, if only for drawing yeah. crowns with penises on, <laughs> on squirrels' heads. That's, yes. You know, it's a winner in anyone's <laughs> book. But um, it's, it's it's Los Santos for me. It's, really, yeah. It's it's the first time there's been, I think, it's I've played anything and it feels like, kind of like what Sean was saying with Assassin's Creed, is that it feels like a world. Yeah. There's not many games where you're happy to just just stand and just yeah. watch the AI do things or just, you know, you'll see police cars go past and you wonder who they're chasing and you can, yeah. you know, maybe sometimes you do want to stop, put a bus in front of them and see what happens. <laughs> just, you know, you yeah. cause a fire and call a fire engine and then you watch the fire engine struggle to pull away and people get into a fight and just yeah. the amount of time that I've spent on it, but I'm still finding places I haven't been to. Yeah. And um, it's, yeah, no, carry yeah. on. Yeah, no, that's that's all it is really. It's just it's it's the only place so far to me that feels like an actual world. Um, I wouldn't want to live there, but <laughs> no, it's well, great to explore. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it's it's really it's incredible to think how many lines of dialogue they must have recorded for this thing. It must literally be thousands of mm. lines of dialogue, even just for random passers-by where they're talking to each other on the phone or they're just having a random conversation. I don't think I've ever really heard the same conversation repeated. Right. Uh, and especially, I mean, <laughs> it is nice that it does feel like it's not just uh, a, a picture that's kind of out of reach that you can't interact with. It's something that you can really kind of, um, you can kind of break through that illusion and sort of completely ruin someone's day. I mean, so for instance, yeah. if the police are chasing someone, uh, annoyingly, they crashed into my car when they were chasing someone. And so they decided to apparently because that counted as a collision, they then chased me halfway across the world, <laughs> which, which just seemed really unfair. But, um, but no, it's, it's, it's a really i mean for me it's it's between that and columbia i think the shooting aside and what i felt that was a really kind of well constructed world that was very imaginative and i think it was it just looked it was beautiful to look at which is quite handy because obviously one of the things we were going to talk about was kind of art style so i mean would would you guys say that say ben would tear away be your your choice for sort of best looking game of the last year Almost I think, yeah, that's, I suppose. Yeah, I think uh, as far as originality goes, like it's well, yeah. I think that that's certainly in Terraway's court. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are a few others. I, I'm not as sure about giving giving it the, the the very best of the year. I mean, like like you said earlier, Devil May Cry. I was generally really impressed mm. by the art style of that. I think uh, yeah. a lot of it was quite brave. A lot of it was quite insane. A lot of it was kind of gauche and off the wall and didn't work. But when it did work, I thought it worked really well. And it was kind of it fit that aggressive kind of gameplay. Yeah more well than i think a lot of people gave it credit for um similarly uh yeah actually no yeah I, I, also i don't know if this counts because uh mm -hmm. i've been playing on the vita recently uh muramasa rebirth i've been going on at sean about it but he's not replied i've just been literally <laughs> shouting at him about it uh, i think it i think it came out it came out on vita this year mm. i mean on two, in 2013 but it was obviously a wii game before yeah uh, it'd been out before 
but it's absolutely stunning and it looks absolutely stunning on 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 the vita it look it looks like the closest thing i've seen to a painting in motion it's yeah. really quite wonderful um so that's also edging it for me this year last year yeah sam um I, I agree with Ben that sort of Tearaway is up there, but it's not quite the best. I think mm. for me, the game that sort of appealed to me in like visually yeah. would be Rayman Legends. Oh yeah, that's, no, that's a, a good, good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sort of following on from Rayman Origins, which was sort of probably the, <laughs> my best game of 2011, which looked mm. like a, a cartoon. Rayman Legends actually does look like they've taken these sort of cartoon avatars and sort of yeah. painted over them. And I mean, yeah. it's sort of the world thing is similar to Mario 64 that you're jumping into paintings, but all the characters look like they have been painted and oh, it's just, just wonderful. It's mm. just great to go in there and sort of memorize every little sort of jump of a level of a level and time it perfectly. So you can just ace it. And oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Wicked. I Loved completely, it. completely forgot about that. Yeah. Cause I've only played a bit of Rayman Legends around someone else's house, but yeah, when it started, genuinely blown away i mean i put a lot of time into origins but mm. yeah legends really steps it up in the visual department it's really something yeah i mean chris did would you say los santos sort of and gta 5 gets your because the lighting in that game is is something pretty special yeah i think that's what makes it seem very real is that mm. they <clears throat> it was the same with why i was so impressed with red dead redemption as well yeah because yeah. it's it's all the same engine. It's all the same lighting that makes everything just seem very real. Um, yeah, but... and especially when you're sort of you're cresting a hill and then there's this, you know, you can see the sort of purple sky and it's it's everything's kind of glowing a little bit. And it's yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Mm. Sean. Um, most of the things that I tend to play have like explosions, things in them, so they don't have an art <laughs> style. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to go with like the thing that wowed me the most, mm. which would probably be the first 10 minutes of Killzone. Yeah. Because, you know, there I am. I'm, I'm in shorts yeah. and an old T-shirt and, like, yeah. horizontal on a couch somewhere wrapped in a sleeping bag. Yeah. And then you just get outside and you see this just this huge kind of, like, well, basically it's a skybox. There's nothing yeah. interactive about it. But it just looks so good. Yeah. And then you get through the level and you beams of light you can see specks of dust in yeah just floating about and it's just there's just so much going on it's just i was actually because we, we were we, we were all like keeping up with the next gen we were watching videos yeah. we were seeing screenshots mm. but when you finally get a console and plug it in and you're in your own house and like you're comfortable and you're playing this with mm. with the frankly quite nicely feeling dualshock 4 let's be honest yeah in your mm -hmm. hands and you see it in motion, in like proper uncompressed 1080. Yeah. And it is beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it, it always looked very, you know, it's kind of almost like how Battlefield 3 and 4 were meant to look, but never did quite look as good as that. It's kind of almost where you're sort of, where you do see the kind of individual dust motes kind of in beams of light. And so it's nice that we're kind of at a stage where actually that's possible and that hopefully will be the norm going forward uh yeah. so i mean i see I, I was really really stuck on this one because i was attempted to vote for things like gta 5 bioshock wolf among us even because i thought that had a really great kind of neon sort of 80s vibe to it um but i also really liked something called badland which was a ios game that was kind of almost like limbo meets portal kind of visually uh so you have all the kind of almost glados style robots and then you have this kind of 
really beautiful background that's so it's got so many rich colors but then you've got this kind of almost black foreground so everything really kind of contrasts and it was really pretty to look at so i suppose the next the next one it's kind of almost a dual one really it's it's i suppose best story and best character they're kind of pretty much same territory so i thought we would cover them at the same time so i suppose sam what would be your best story of 2013 or best um, character, depending on which one you want to choose. For me, it's a toss-up. Yeah. Um, and it has been sort of for most of the year with like overall best game as well between um, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. And The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, Bioshock, the sort of overall labyrinthine parallel dimension plot of Bioshock Infinite. I loved that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I sort of really geek out over parallel dimensions. I've always thought the best episodes of Doctor Who involved going to, you know, another world where they're yeah. the same characters, but they've made different choices. And so they're a, they're a bastard. You've got yeah. Lethbridge Stewart with an eye patch on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for I mean, for Bioshock, I, just that sort of the way it it sort of kept presenting towards the end of the game where it kept presenting these new worlds and sort of the ah oh, just it was great yeah <laughs> and i know that was from, that was a bit on bioshock and then the last of mm. us um i'm sure there's going to be lots of people talking about last <laughs> of us later but yeah yeah last of us also had a, a, a wonderful story and some really really great characters probably the best that we've seen in gaming for years and probably will see for a while yeah, I think yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the sort of the characters were incredibly strong. I think on both of those games, um, I mean, they they both had some really memorable kind of characters. Obviously, the 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 two the Lutes twins, they were for me they were one of the best things about the game. And then obviously on Last of Us, you have Ellie, who felt really she's one of the first kind of game characters that I've seen that actually feels real. That mm-hmm. felt like an act- a, a real person rather than just a character who's because while I I mean we'll talk about things like Walking Dead later um, because you know obviously with season two having just come out uh, while sort of like you can really get attached to those characters some of them I sometimes it felt like they were characters I I couldn't whereas with Ellie it felt like she was actually a person. Um, I could yeah. because there were there, there were all these kind of little contradictions about her and these um, and the fact that she was acting very much like a teenager, which she wasn't perfect. She wasn't kind of because sometimes I think a lot of games their their characters aren't flawed enough. They don't have any emotional journey, whereas Joel and Ellie did. And for me, the kind of the story was I think just beautifully told, where it didn't do anything more than it needed to. It just did just enough. And it kind of it didn't treat you like you were stupid. Uh, I mean, something that I would like to kind of give a nod to, though, would be Gone Home. Uh, it was kind of oh, a PC God. game that came out a while back. And Christ. that was, <laughs> it was it was brilliant. Is, is Ben sort of just going, oh, not this again? Or, or sort of, <laughs> no, oh, actually, yeah, I, I was, wholeheartedly I doing, agree. I, I was doing the opposite. I was wholeheartedly agreeing under my voice. Sorry, I thought I must have been doing it louder than I thought. <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, it was just, for me, that was, <laughs> while some people kind of argue that, oh, it's not a game, it doesn't have gameplay, but it, it was, the kind of the actual story was masterfully done in the way that it kept you guessing 
all the way through you never quite knew where it was going and it knew exactly what you were expecting of it it knew what your expectations were and it would deliberately subvert those and it would deliberately kind of almost throw them on their heads so i mean for me that was just a phenomenal bit of writing but i think i would give it to the last of us just because it's it gave you all the feels uh chris what about you uh story it's it probably mm-hmm. it's, for everyone it's going to be last of us <laughs> it's just it's it was one of those games where i just i was sitting there and i was just thinking i've never i've never experienced anything like this no sort of from a game point of view um it's i would say it's probably you could probably argue it would be the game that you would show to people that yeah that, you know, to say, look, games, it's not just Call of Duty. It's not just shooting people and calling people's mothers a, a horrid name and things like that. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would I would encourage people to just sit and watch the opening section of the of the oh. game to just say, look, this is what this is mm. what video games are about now. This is what we can do, you know, um, yeah. uh, some of the bits towards the tail end of the of the story when you're playing as spoilers, when yeah. you're playing as Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole section of her during the snowstorm yeah. when you're um, sneaking around and trying to take out guys and be as quiet as you can. I I couldn't get over how how much that sort of physically affected me. But yeah. after I got to the final cutscene and she meets up with Joel again, yeah. I realised I was sat forward on my sofa and yeah. like, I was sitting there all tense and I just, I you know, put the controller down and just sort of sat back and was like, this is this is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> nothing's ever affected me like this yeah it, films can't do that no um it's really bizarre but also something that you know it's kind of sad because some people can't you know they won't give it a chance and exactly. so they won't experience it i mean did you get that thing where when certain events happen and obviously you start as ellie you sort of go oh my god have they <laughs> have they actually done what i think they've done yeah. And you're just sat there not quite knowing what to think. Mm. Um, no, I thought that was and just I mean, in fact, I think that whole section for me, along with the beginning is probably especially, I suppose you could call it a boss fight. But toward yeah. the end, that was yeah. genuinely the most scared I've been. Harrowing. Yeah, it was genuinely Entirely. terrifying. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ben, did you sort of because you ended up really getting into The Last of Us as well? So what did yeah. you, I mean, would that get your, would that get your vote? Um, I, I guess it probably would on, on balance. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't, I, there's really not a lot I can say that hasn't already been covered, but yeah, <laughs> obviously stunning in most yeah. narrative ways. I mean, I think it's, it was more to do with the characters than perhaps the broader narrative itself, which you yeah. know, I could give and take. It's kind of generic zombie survival kind of stuff otherwise, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. it is the, the power of the characters themselves. that's really elevated. But uh, I just wanted to mention then without, mm going too much over our ground i don't know if any of you played it because it was generally reviewed quite badly but it, i'd mentioned it just a second ago the the papo and dio game from april mm, uh, yeah i heard about yeah. it yeah it was like it played badly the puzzles were essentially really simplistic and pointless yeah. um but the actual narrative the one about child abuse that's kind of played by with this hyper visual massive monster thing um as the as the abusive father yeah there were some really powerful moments in it i thought um and it was certainly worth checking out simply for those and they kind of, that kind of transcended the substantial gameplay problems in it for me i yeah. think as far as narrative goes anyway i think that's certainly 
it's, I think it's overlooked and something that's if yeah. you didn't uh, see it at the time, at least check out a YouTube video of it or something like that because it was it was really good. Yeah, but if, on balance though, it, for me it'd probably be uh, the Last of Us as well. And I went in. The thing is, I went in really cynical because I, yeah. I, I have a problem with Naughty Dog and I really wanted really? to hate The Last of Us, but uh, I loved it. it yeah, far yeah. and away, epic, epic. Yeah. Because I know that Sean, it was. So I got. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 good, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, Sean, you were a really big fan of the game. I mean, would you? Where would you say it kind of how it compares to the story of GTA Five, for instance? Because that's something that a lot of other people really enjoyed. GTA I mean, Five had a story. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it kind of. I think it did. I don't think it, the story. I mean, personally, I don't think the story was as strong, and I don't think it started off as well. Have it we kind all of finished it. Two man does whatever um, he wants in yeah. a big city. I haven't, I haven't finished, finished it. No, I haven't either. Um, I mean, I, I, there are certain bits that I think are really good. I think like the the central conflict between uh, Michael and Trevor kind of that mm. there is this real question mark over what the hell is going to happen because clearly things are going to come to a head at some point but and that's kind of for me that's my kind of where i'm interested in it i think but i don't know whether i mean sean so you don't think it had a particularly strong story or i well i i, I don't know I, I every time the story did something i went off and spent like the next six seven hours trying to break it in the military base yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. I completely lost track of what was going on and yeah. stopped caring. Yeah. But nothing bad against the story. I just have a short attention mm. span and weren't in the military yet. Well, to be fair, we I think all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, for me, I thought it was a lot better than other GTA stories yeah. that I've played. I mean, yeah. I haven't played them all. Uh, I thought it was better than Vice City. I thought it was better than San Andreas. Yeah. And I really like San Andreas. Um, uh, and, and it was the only one that I actually felt on a narrative level compelled to then play through and see what happened as yeah. things ramped up towards the end, which I, I rarely feel in a game like that. Like I, like Sean, I have a very low attention span and tend to just run around doing random shit. But yeah, actually once I got into it, like you say, the beginning is a bit slow. But once you're into it and once you're invested in those characters, I felt the need to keep going through it. And I think yeah. for that it succeeds, but yeah, f- certainly not the best story of the year for me though. No, best story is Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> oh wow oh, oh you you went there you that went was there. weak e- weak even for metal gear standards it was an excuse to cut giant robots in half well, did they uh, move did they move like on uh, metal gear solid 4 yes they do <laughs> glorious i uh, hate metal gear rising <laughs> i'm a huge just... metal gear fanboy and i just thought it was terrible i couldn't get, i, think I couldn't a... get on with it at all i loved playing it i hated listening to it i really think the characters are just absolutely nothing um but it's my kind of game mechanically yeah uh see i I like um because i've not really played much of metal gear solid 4 i like the the only knowledge i have of raiden is that scene where he's fighting with some other robotic dude and it's mildly homoerotic it's really bizarre (laughs) it's really really is that all you have of raiden yeah, that's literally all I know about Ryan. You've got a really, really very positive view on him then because he is <laughs> loathed by the community because really? of the way he acts in Metal Gear Solid 2, yeah. Oh, my Entire. God. Oh, <laughs> just have sort of the, the, the whole thing of playing through Metal Gear Solid sort of when you were, when it came out in, 19, yeah. in the 90s and sort of loving it and looking forward to Metal Gear Solid 2, having all the trailers and demos, playing a Solid Snake. Yeah. And then you p- finally pick up a copy of Metal Gear Solid 2 on launch day, you put it in and... What the fuck is this shit? Who's this? Who's this twat? <laughs> Who is this guy? It, 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 it took the better part of a decade for the gaming community to warm up to him, and even that's that's sort of putting it very, very kindly because yeah, warm up is in literally a let it happen. And go and <laughs> yeah, 
He's the Wesley Crusher of the gaming uh, world. Oh, oh. So, so would we agree that actually Raiden is our uh, is our most hated character of 2013? <laughs> He's the Maybe. most hated Although, character in the history of gaming. <laughs> there are so many loathsome fucking characters in Rising there. They're all as fucking boring as one another. It's yeah. so dull. Yeah. Do you think there's? I mean, actually, that's that's quite interesting. Do you think there's uh, anyone else actually in 2013, or any other characters or stories that you just could not stand? That you sort of you tried and you thought, nope. Oh yes, Tomb Raider. Fucking really? Hell. Really? I I, wow. I liked the general the general narrative was all right. Hmm. I didn't yeah. mind Lara's journey, regardless of the whole transformation into a bloodthirsty warrior princess immediately. Um, <laughs> the characters, though, yeah. again, yeah. I hated them so much. Like, unlike anything I've experienced, even in Metal Gear Rising, they were boring and I ignored them. In Tomb Raider, they were aggressively annoying and I really didn't get on with them at all. So it's really, yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, um, I played it sort of quite late on, actually, after it had come out. I think Chris lent it to me and I really liked Lara's character. And I felt that, yeah. you know, again, while there was kind of a bit of a and it was odd to see her kind of really freaking out about killing someone and then popping headshots. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I think quite a few people, again, sort of IGN Edge, whatever. You're, they all mention the same thing. It's, um, but the, yeah. So I really like that. I really like that scene where she first has to kill someone for the first time. I thought that was brilliantly done. Really well handled. And killing people every every other minute after yeah, that. Yeah, that that's kind of a bit of a problem. I think um, the worst part was the ten seconds afterwards when everything went into slow motion and it taught you how to headshot. Uh, <laughs> right. but no, I agree. I think I think Lara was certainly a straight. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean to include her in the. In the no, no, in no. The, it's um... it was it was like the fact of that that it was just the generic stereotype people, like the guy who was just the nerd. He existed yeah. to be the nerd. He had something like QWERTY written on his T-shirt, and he had a fucking uh, scientific symbol tattoo and glasses. And it's like no. Yeah, I, yeah, I do admit that, that I think actually for me that was actually the weakest part of the game because I liked the gameplay, really liked kind of how it looked. I thought Lara was really engaging um, and I kind of really enjoyed you know exploring tombs because that was just really fascinating yeah. to kind of go in there, solve all the puzzles. I thought that was great. That got massive thumbs up. But for me, the main weakness was the extra characters where they did sure. feel like, like you were saying, they feel like thumbnails. They feel like stereotypes. They're not people they're just they are there to i mean say what what was his name roth he was there i don't even remember (laughs) he was was the mentor figure and you knew he would die right from the beginning because it was inevitable because that's what happens to those characters or turn evil yeah yeah, or that or betray you so um I, i i thought that was such a shame because the rest of it was so well done and i just felt that that kind of disappointed me a little bit that it didn't mm. yeah it gives me hope though, because I think if they did a sequel and they put it and they took more inspiration as far as yeah. the story was concerned from perhaps the older games, where it's just throwing her into these situations yeah. and she's out there to explore the tomb. Yeah. Because, like you say, that was the strength of Tomb Raider, the new one, and I did enjoy yeah. it overall, despite aggressively hating the secondary characters. Um, and I think if they go that direction in the sequel, make it less about her relationships with all these boring people and more about her actually discovering stuff, then um, then I, I think there's yeah. hope for it. And as long as they make you, they give you a reason to care, because I think that was my main complaint, is that 
I'm sure some of those characters could have you could have done something with them, but because I mm. think the game expects you to care without giving you a reason to care. I mean, the reason why we care about characters like Clementine, the reason why we care about characters like Ellie is because we are given a reason to, because they are genuine, you know, genuinely quite likable or because of what you go through with them. You kind of build up a bond. Whereas with these people, they're not there for half the time. Then when they are, they get taken away because they're killed off almost instantly. It kind of, yeah. you don't get time to kind of build up a, a connection with them. Certainly that was my, my take on it. I mean, Chris, what did you think? Cause I know you, um, did you, cause I can't remember whether you enjoyed it or not. Yeah, no, I really did. I, I mean, <laughs> with that argument of, of her, <clears throat> her terrible, um, members of her crew. Yeah. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. They are all one dimensional, but yeah. I would say that they, they serve a purpose of only to, yeah um, help mold lara as a character i think that's true yeah no that, and, is, that is a bad I think, point and i think it's almost wrong to compare those guys or her yeah. crew to like clem and ellie because yeah. clem yeah. and ellie are with you the whole time and yeah. you even get like with ellie you get control of her and you are kind of helping her get to the next section and, and find joel etc yeah Whereas in Tomb Raider, you're only playing as Lara. You're with Lara the whole time. So when she's on her own sure. and thinking about what she needs to do when she's shivering yeah. on that cliff, yeah. you're there with her, yeah. not with her crew. So I think that's, that that's being, I th- So do I. I think that being said, though, there are secondary characters in The Walking Dead that you would be with for seconds who sure. uh, I was then much more invested in. Than, I, mean, I completely agree with you. I think that is their purpose. But it's kind of not not an excuse in a way because i think there are ways of of making you invest in characters in short periods of time yeah it's 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 really interesting because i mean certainly i'd be interested to see where they take it next because um i think it's a really good basis to build on um and i think yeah. they they could really take it into very interesting places as long as they keep the focus kind of like they did before on lara on her vulnerability i think and making her feel like a human you know a human being i think that that I'm I'm sold on the next one, but I suppose it, we'll just be, have to. I would yeah. say it'd be difficult, or it'd be interesting to see what they do for the next one, considering that this first one was. Yeah. You know, she she is becoming who she, you know, yeah. who you know Lara Croft to be, and you know yeah. she, she finds out how to defend herself and put all her skills and all of her yeah. you know, sort of knowledge to to do what she needs to do. But with with a mm. second game, there's there potentially won't be any of that. She'll mm, already true. know how to you know smash an ice axe in a guy's face and yeah, hand shotgun sure. and stuff so yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go with it and what they can do because they can't say well look she's now here and she's vulnerable here because these people are doing this they yeah, yeah no, what's true do. i mean maybe perhaps a place to go to would be rather than sort of having a being emotionally kind of distraught or killing people i think it would be try and add in consequence to it try and add you know that there is a consequence to killing people and say for instance that that she can't save everyone kind of i mean for me the the epitome of that is the dark knight film where he kind of he but you know the first film is him building himself up and it's him kind of training and kind of having to sort of mold himself into the cat into that character but the second one was all about showing him that he doesn't know everything and he can't save everyone he's not perfect just because he's an action hero now doesn't mean he's always going to win um Mm. and i think that would be quite an interesting place to take sort of lara that you know perhaps because I suppose you could say maybe she's a, a, she becomes a little bit arrogant that she, you know, perhaps thinks that because by the end she kind of she's pretty much an action badass. Um, so it'd be yeah. interesting to see kind of 
them playing with that. But anyway, we'll come back to kind of 2013 games a bit later, moving on quickly. Uh, something that seems to kind of define this year already is, uh, and partially the last one, are games like kind of Daisy, Rust, and obviously we've got Titanfall, Destiny, so really big multiplayer games that are going to be that don't really strictly have a single player mode as such you're always playing with other people and obviously we had evolve uh which is turtle turtle rock studios am i getting that right chris you would yeah, yeah. so they um they just announced that and that again is a sort of really multiplayer focused game so do, do the player bases potentially get in the way? Because we do have some real knobheads out there at the moment. So <laughs> would that potentially trip up things like Evolve? I read some stuff uh, mm-hmm. earlier on about it. And yeah. It, it does sound interesting. It's, mm. you know, it's the same studio who did Left 4 Dead. So it's yeah. four player, well, it's four player first person co-op, but then it's a 4v1 online game in that one person plays as a monster i think they revealed one monster or some like a goliath or something and i think yeah. the, the four players well the humans start off as hunters in the map looking for this creature mm-hmm. but the creature can attack sort of indigenous fauna on this planet that you're on and evolve and become bigger and you can allocate what kind of evolution you want it to have and by the end of it this creature that started off at about four feet high ends up 30 feet high so it's <laughs> It's rather than four guys against a horde of zombies, it's four yeah. guys against one massive creature. Yeah, that sounds really so, cool. Monster Hunter, then. They've yeah. quoted Monster Hunter as, you know, as something where you, you watch a creature and it's got its certain ways of doing things and you learn how it fights. And they said they're going to have lots of different monsters that all have their own different traits and abilities. So, yeah, they I mean, yeah, they have quoted Monster Hunter as an influence as well. well I guess... It sounds like the beauty is they edge over Monster Hunter by making they they, they have they have an edge over Monster Hunter and that it sounds like the monsters as well are going to be human controlled. Is that what you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, I think one of the main problems with Monster Hunter is that the a lot of them are kind of predictable and they are very you can just look at them and see the kind of AI code behind them. Yeah. So I think given the edge of that real that kind of reality and control, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, because I mean, they they go over that kind of stuff quite a lot with because um, it was revealed as Game Informers kind of their their cover game of the month, and they kind of all the details are on sort of there's a, they have a video saying that they're going to have multiple monsters, and that seems to be a real focus for them is that you've got lots of different types of monsters you can use, you've got lots of characters you can control, and each of them have their own kind of specialism. So it's something I think they said on the video it's you can play it sort of an infinite number of times because it's always going to be slightly different which sounds really cool so i mean do you think actually that this is not going to be because i know certainly that we've whenever we've we've all sort of played online we've kind of almost avoided talking to inadverted commas real people because they tend to be horrible to us <laughs> they do yes. um i mean do we think that this is kind of slightly worrying that we're moving more towards kind of a multiplayer focus where there isn't always a single player mode uh, I, I, I quite like the idea, to be honest. Mm, yeah, no, it's, I do as well. Like, Need for Speed Rivals, I've been playing that recently. And that doesn't have a single player. The single player's, like, always online. There's always other people racing around. Yeah, yeah. Like, all doing single player games in the same area at the same time. But you can intercept each other. And I, I just like to play as a policeman and chase around all the people playing as races and ruining their fun. Yeah. <laughs> like the real police do. Yeah. I suppose moving on, while there are some really cool stuff coming out on Next Gen, obviously something that came out recently that was really pretty awesome was uh, Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 1. Did you guys have a go on that? That was great. 
I haven't yet. Okay. No, I will no, we'll no stay spoilers. away from any sort Sorry. of territory. But <laughs> I mean, what did what did you reckon about it? Do you think it was a good start? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's sort of. Uh, you know, you sort of you, you all know the format by now. You've got the, yeah. this sort of you know two-hour little narrative, and and it's good, and it's sort of you know it's just establishing characters. You can't sort of judge it against the quality of the entire series of the first of the, the entire first series of The Walking Dead. No, of course not. Um, um, so I mean, it's definitely off to a promising start, and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing where the plot goes. Um, I do have one criticism: is that because you're meeting characters, they're establishing, oh, this, you're going to have some conflict with this character, and this mm. character's, oh, this, this character wants to be your friend. And yeah. you, you can get, you can understand that with Lee, because there's the racial tension behind that, and the fact that he has got a character history, whereas Clementine is just a little girl. So you think, oh, why, why are you being nasty to her? You're, you're just a dickhead <laughs> then, aren't you? So it sort of, it yeah. makes for more one-dimensional characters in a way. In some ways, I was quite disappointed that they didn't use the 400 Days cast. They don't, well, I say they don't appear. One of them does, sort of, mm. kind of. But it kind of, it, I almost felt there was almost a missed opportunity. I did really enjoy the episode, though. I felt it was it was really nice to, that again, it, it a bit like Gone Home, it kind of, it plays with your expectations and it knows what you're, what you think's going to happen and then it doesn't. So it's kind of like the trick they pulled sort of throughout season one. But uh, I suppose, I mean, speaking about things like season one, just to finish off with, I wanted to kind of go back over the last generation and we talked before about what games we felt defined it, but what were our sort of personal favourite? If you had to pick one game, that was your personal favourite from The Last Generation? Uh, best, well, my favourite game of The Last Generation. Uh, go on, Vampire Rain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Ben, do you have something that you really look back on and say, yeah, that was that was something pretty special? Uh, well, obviously, as everyone would probably agree, The Last of Us is certainly up yeah. there. I think that's maybe objectively the best game i played over yeah. the generation. Um but one of my favourites, which was actually right at the beginning, I think, or relatively in the beginning of the 360s life cycle, was uh, the JRPG Lost Odyssey. Oh, um, interesting. And it was, yeah, it was, oh, Sean, who was the development team? Miss Walker. Walker. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it was just, there, I don't know, there was something about it. All the all the kind of, they, were, they got an actual novelist on board to write some of the short stories that this yeah. immortal character ends up um, going which through. Which were extremely emotional. And it, so emotional, very, very well realised, very, very potently written. Yeah. Unlike really anything I've seen since. Um, and it was just, it was the only JRPG I think I played this generation where I thought, this is why I enjoy playing JRPGs. Like yeah. so many other disappointments in the in the category. I mean, I guess Persona 4 came out when all these new consoles had come out, but that was still on the PS2, so I guess that doesn't really count. But it came out on the Lost Vita Odyssey this from... year though, didn't it? Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still Vita, count, we can still have it, I reckon. All right, fine. All right, fine. Lost Odyssey and Persona 4 then. But uh, yeah, Lost Odyssey, if you've never checked it out and are a fan of that kind of thing, um, I I played it quite recently as well. It still holds up. I mean, the thing is, mechanically, it doesn't offer a lot. But it's it was just a really solid game with like really outstanding writing at parts. And I think, yeah, uh, yeah, it should be looked at. Um, I really enjoyed Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I remember you saying that. that you, You really sort of appreciated that one. Um. I don't know why, but that's that's not my pick. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it just because I thought the, the, it's just such an outrageous game to create from its source material. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like the combat mechanics in it. But um, my pick would be, yeah, Arkham City. What are your reasons behind that? Batman, it's your perfect sequel game. Yeah. It builds on everything that Arkham Asylum created and it becomes 
this it was just this wonderful experience i was gonna say i was gonna say dead space why but dead space one (laughs) and two were brilliant and then dead space three completely ruined it (laughs) okay Um, and then i was yeah i was gonna say probably the Bioshock franchise or, or Fallout 3. Because oh, Fallout 3 so much cool. time on that this generation. But yeah. <sighs> I agree about Dead Space. Yeah, Dead, well, yeah, Dead Space 2 was probably my favourite game of... Really? Yeah, well, definitely well, I really liked year. it as well. No one else does. No, <laughs> no one, one else does. Everyone great. hates Dead Space 2. It's great, yeah. It was really... I, I actually think it was scarier than the first one, personally. In, in some ways it was. In some places it was, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was great that it was still. I mean, well, let's just, let's just stay off of Dead Space three, but yeah, Dead Space <laughs> two was was great. I did I did prefer it to Dead Space two to Dead Space one. Yeah. See, I I, I was going to be boring and just say something like Fallout or Mass Effect because I really like those franchises. This Angry time. Birds. Sorry. Angry Birds. Oh, <laughs> Angry Birds. <laughs> See, I I was too stupid to do a lot of those puzzles. <laughs> Mass Effect. Mass That's Effect what was, I was going to go for. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty... sat there thinking, trying to think. So why would you thing go? I was Mass thinking Effect. of. Yeah. Well, that that was uh, oh, just that that whole trilogy, man. Yeah. Like I I, I I I mildly tear up when I think about what happened. I get like PTSD <laughs> about it. Yeah, I kind of start shaking. While the plot might not have been as good as something like The Last of Us. I don't think it would sort of really even come close to something like The Last of Us. I still think the characters were superb and some of the best we've had this generation and the world was great. I think it's one of those few sci-fi worlds that actually does stand on its own two feet that you yeah. can say, actually, it's distinct, it's memorable. It's um, it, it's not just pretending to be Star Wars. It actually becomes its own its own entity so i thought that was yeah, yeah i thought they, they were really really special can i just say a little something about fire emblem awakening yes absolutely because that was my game of the year because it's it was sort of a mainstream tactical rpg i yeah. mean th- th- between that and and xcom sort of this generation which sort of really XCOM really took off oh, xcom was brilliant um but Fire Emblem, I don't know what it was about Fire Emblem. I mean, it was probably probably the portability and the fact that the missions are about the same length as the average um, dump. That you could sort of <laughs> do a mission whilst having a crap. And... To, put it, to put it beautifully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wonderfully eloquently. I hope that goes onto the back of the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should Play do missions it. while taking they, a dump. They do the special Sam Chapter Game of the Year edition. <laughs> mission the the dump was great yeah no it was and i i sunk so much time into that this year yeah like an embarrassing amount of time um and you sort of you grow attached to your to your little guys yeah um and 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 sort of the they sort of when they fight alongside each other their relationships um basically build up and they sort of they start to bond form little friendships and then they like some of them would get married on something and you felt really felt like you were affecting them on the battlefield by doing that and then yeah. they'd sort of they'd they'd feed off not feed off each other they you know when when sort of friends fought alongside each other they fought better yeah um and oh, i was it was great it was a really good story and a great introduction to the franchise if anyone's looking to get into into Fire Emblem. Yeah, no, I heard it was. I heard it was pretty great. No, oh, it's, great, uh, really, yeah. really good. 
Yeah. So uh, that is it for this month. We'll be back at the end of February, roughly around that time. So if you want to keep up with everyone outside of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter. I am at the wordy Ben. Ben, you are at BenFox91. Sean. Uh, where am I? Oh no, it's there. Yeah. Price. Uh, what what am I these days? Die hard, Sean. Still. Uh, Sam, are you there? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds like he's in space. <laughs> oh. Sam, hey, can you hear? Be found on Twitter in space. What? It's your voice is very. It's very. I yeah hot. yeah I'm, yeah. I am at uh, what am I at? Uh, just an idea without a T. Awesome, Chris. Where are you? I'm at the Spirit of Jazz. Cheers for listening. Thank you for Solemn Camel Crew for providing our soundtrack as usual. Until next time, have a great month. Uh, Goodbye.